Hey everybody, today's episode is called Making the Most of Word of Mouth Referrals. Welcome everyone to this episode of Sales and Marketing for Massage Therapist podcast. I'm Diana and today we'll be I'll be talking about a tried and true form of organic marketing, word of mouth referrals. They don't require a budget, you can do them at any time. They leverage your present relationships to create new ones. So when we look at marketing in general, it's all about connections, creating human connections so that if we need help with something, we know there's someone out there to get help from. Organic marketing is another way of saying meeting people without using advertising money to attract them, like networking events, um, work walking in the park, picking up to-go food order, going to the grocery store, wherever you meet people and have the chance to talk to them. It's also offering to help. So when thinking of marketing in this way, at least for me, it lessened the salesy, graspy aspects of selling. You don't feel as awkward doing it. You're not second guessing how you're doing it or when you're doing it. It's more of, it's coming from this very authentic place. Um, Word of mouth referrals are also saying you can help people while having the added bonus of your existing clients speaking highly of you. So your existing clients can feel helpful to you. And in some cases, when I was doing this for my own massage business, I had clients who were self-employed and they understood the nature of word of mouth referrals. And so they were happy to hand my cards out and they want you to be successful. So you'll be around in the future to help them. They don't want you to go away. So how to make the most of your word of mouth referrals. And it's really by deciding, but by deciding that this is a fundamental, easy and free part of your marketing plan especially if you have any number of existing clients you love to work with. And then it seems like a no brainer. Um, but for some, it never enters their mind. Or if it does, it's not an idea that sticks around for very long. It may be done for a while, but not consistently. Um, you may not know what to say, how to say it, when to say it. You may believe paid advertising is the only way to go because it's quote unquote legit. You're afraid of sounding pushy or too salesy, or that it might not be appropriate for you to ask for referrals at all, depending on the situation. And I know, um, depending on where you work, if you're working for somebody else, that could be kind of, um, it may not be necessarily frowned upon, but it not, might not be even fostered at all. And that's only if you're in the business itself. I mean, if you're outside going about your life in a grocery store, um, just doing your thing, then, you know, what's to stop you from marketing to people to invite them into working with you. So, you know, I think there's a part to play in that. There might be some companies who have specific ways of doing that. They might have their own incentive programs, whatever it is, but just know that you can do any sort of organic marketing outside of that. If that's something that you want to do. You may not feel your pleasant, excuse me, present clientele is who you want to have referring others to you. And I um, had a bit of this myself in the beginning. I had clients, I, you know, I, 
I loved working on them, but I knew in a lot of ways I didn't want to work with, I was growing past where they were, or I wanted a different type of business. Uh, I was concentrating on different types of modalities and I knew that they would, you know, we were just heading in different directions. And so um, there may be a question as to, do you ask all your existing clients to do that or just some of them? And it's, that's really an answer you can formulate on your own. My own answer was, who do I love working with? Who do, I'm assuming that the people that they would be referring to me would be similar to them, but you never know. So you may have to do some thinking about what that means for you exactly. Uh, and I know for sure that there are clients you would not ask, maybe. Um, you may not be asking your existing clients for referrals by yourself or haven't trained your staff to do so either. You may not think that you have enough clients to ask. You basically, you're not believing that th those one or few clients, those referrals can lead to more. It's just something that keeps building and something that you, you, you can continue to do. All of these thoughts and beliefs about your abilities to communicate what you do and to offer to help and that organic marketing just doesn't work are pretty common in, in our industry. Well, really in most industries. So here's what I have to offer you. The success of your referral or any other marketing lies within you. If you decide it will be successful and act on that belief, then it will be successful, whatever it is. It's a simple way of looking at it. It's, a, it's about the who, not the how. Meaning, what are your thoughts and feelings about you when you speak to others about your business that will get people's attention and invite them to set up an appointment with you? So if you have all kinds of, we'll get to that in just a second, but it's your thoughts and feelings about your potential clients. It's, it's your thoughts and feelings about your business. It's a lot of thoughts and feelings about something other than what you're offering people. There's a whole storyline or lines about uh, marketing or your ability to sell or that you're selling at all, um, that it's going to, you know, or the sale, this word of mouth referral is it works some of the time there. There's a whole bunch of stories we're telling ourselves that will get in the way of making the most of our word of mouth referral system, or just that you do it, however that looks. So when people are comfortable with you, they'll, that they're comfortable to buy from you, they will. And by comfortable, I'm also including that they trust you. And if you're asking people for referrals where comfort and trust are already there, because your existing clients already know you, then it then it's a no it's just a no brainer. It seems like a very natural and logical thing to do. You've already established a relationship, and there you're you're using that relationship to kind of create more of a connection with more people. And really, what it comes down to is is back to belief. Do you believe you help people? Do you believe massage is beneficial? Do you believe in your own abilities? to help them. And these sound like pretty silly questions to ask yourself at this point in your career, wherever that is, because you wouldn't still be doing massage therapy if you didn't believe. 
right? And let's be honest, on a scale of one to 10, where is your level of belief with each of these questions? Meaning 10 is absolutely wholeheartedly believe. One is like, eh, not at all. Where are your, of course, I believe that that sort of thing dwindled down to, I'm pretty sure about that. Cause you can feel, start to, to feel that lack of belief, that belief erode. <laughs> the more you start thinking about, well, do I believe that? Well, I think I do. I know I'm pretty good. Do I really believe I help people or is it just, you know, one of the benefits of, you know, the, the simple mechanics of my applying pressure to someone else's body or skin? Really think about that. What do you bring to the table? What are What is the whole value of what you bring to the table? Pun intended. So it's, when it comes down to it, really it's, in order to be effective at selling our art of massage to our clients, we have to believe really in three things. Ourselves as the artists, the value of massage, the benefits of it. And lastly, we believe our clients, you know, it, it's that, that our clients deserve to have the benefits of massage and the impact of those benefits on their lives. Do those, do our clients believe that? And is that part of uh, what we need to address in our marketing? Our clients don't believe that they deserve it or it's worth their time or any number of different interpretations like, oh, I only get massaged three or four times a year. It's not part of my um, regular self-care plan, whatever it is. Um, maybe those aren't your clients. Maybe they are. It's really how you're framing that and how you're looking at that. Who, who do you want to attract? Where does your belief start falling apart in these three areas? And why does your belief take a nosedive when it comes to buying into the value of what you do and your role in that? What if your offer to help a potential client today is the only opportunity they'll ever get to feel better. That's possible. What if you're, you, despite your uh, awkwardness, your insecurity, or lack of confidence, you make an offer to somebody and it's the only one and you made it to them. You offered them a different option to their pain, to their discomfort. So that's a really good way to look at it. It's like, why wouldn't I offer this more and more freely to more people? So we have to believe to our bones that what we do is fundamental to our client's physical and emotional health. Massage can be transformative and not just maintenance, unless that's what you're offering. So when you look at it this way, the person who makes the most of word of mouth referrals behaves like this may have an incentivized referral program in the works or already in place. Through it, their existing clients are asked for referrals and they get points or extra massage time or a free massage after how many, whatever it is. That's your decision, whatever that looks like. But they have this uh, person who makes the most of their word of mouth referrals have business cards at the ready 
because you could be going to out to eat with a group of people who know you, know what you do, and you're just like, whip out the card. Or you're in a networking meeting with people that you've given massage to. We, you just never know. And we always have the business card in the wallets, our bags, somewhere on our person. <laughs> and they may even include a, a, a first visit discount, whatever that looks like for you. They, we, they give out these cards often and are open to talking about their business in just about any environment, not because they need to, but because they believe that offers to help from a place of service, of comfort, of trust are irresistible. And they've already decided who to ask for referrals and how they were, how they did that and when they did it they realize that whatever marketing they do is connecting them to people who could use their form of help. And that's a belief to carry with you. I believe whatever marketing I do is connecting me to people who could use my form of help. That is a powerful belief to have. And imagine feeling powerful when you're handing out cards. You're definitely going to sound more confident. You're going to know what to say. You may stumble, but you get your point across and people respond to that. A lot of my clients have a lot of baggage. My coaching clients have a lot of baggage about selling the value of what they do. You know, they think back to, you know, used cars, used car salesman person, um, personality, that sort of oily, greasy way. And it, and it just, just it wasn't a pleasant experience. Um, or people who were pushy, people who couldn't quite let it go, and it, it just became a pressurized situa situation rather, rather than just a conversation you're having with somebody where, you know, you could massages come up, you bring it up, and but you created, created a connection with that person that is not based on just an exchange of information about, oh, you do this, I do this. It's more about I'm connecting to you as a human being and getting to know somebody. And I think it's, it's the, I think a lot of my clients, my coaching clients, they, I mean, they've heard and believed stories for a long time about success, greed, ambition, money, how you make it where it comes from that don't serve them. And that muddies their selling abilities, meaning that all that interpretation, all that emotion, all that kind of judgment and um, second guessing is not helping them be the salesperson they could, could be. So I help my clients clean up their selling minds when we sell from a clean space, our authentic service oriented selves shine through. We're not preoccupied by how our offers will, will fall on our potential clients ears. We know our offers to help are valuable and life-changing. They can say no, or they can feel invited to say yes. So the invitation though is key. This is another way to look at marketing. You're inviting people to come to your world where magic happens through massage. So the ready salesperson is calm, 
competent, knowledgeable, believes in what they're selling. They're okay with no's or maybe a bad reaction, like, you know, just a kind of a rude interruption, like I'm not interested in that. You know, those kinds of situations, the no's are just information about maybe what didn't work or what we weren't clear or clean on in ourselves. The ready salesperson can sell at will. It can become a powerful skill that has implications for the rest of their lives because that ready salesperson has already bought into their ability to create and shape the world around them. They bought into this belief that they create experiences for themselves and for other people. That's what salespeople do, provide the connection between what is and what could be. Your existing clients have already made that journey with you. Why not help them share it in ways that benefits you both? So that's really, I think, at heart, at the heart of word of mouth marketing is leveraging, using. <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, ooh, using. I don't want to use my clients. But really, we we are. We're, we're sort of leveraging their experience with us in ways that, you know, can benefit them, obviously, with, you know, increased time or a reduction in a package price or whatever it is. And it's just our way of showing appreciation for their investment in our business. They took time and energy to explain to somebody else the magic of their massage therapist, you, and that they want I think at heart want you to succeed at what you do. They care about you. They care about what happens to you. They care about your business, you know, in a kind of a direct way. So I look at, you know, word of mouth marketing as one of these things some people don't even consider or they don't consider it powerful enough in order to build a business. Um, and for those of us in the beginning, when we, you know, maybe didn't have the budget for paid advertising. And back in the day when I started, it was, you know, more print advertising, um, more, uh, in what place would you put it? You know, I don't even think radio ads at that point were too expensive too, but, you know, back in 2004 and onward, you know, the internet wasn't what it quite is today. So it was a lot of, paid advertising, where you're going to put that? Um, is it an ad in the old yellow pages of a phone book? Um, how did people help you, you know, find you in those times? So it all became very much a, you know, going to networking meetings or really leveraging who you knew, whether they you had massaged them or not, like family members or friends or whatever you're comfortable doing. And I think that still applies today in terms of a low cost opportunity to build your business with people who probably are in sync with who you are. And I used Groupon, which I thought was pretty, I learned a lot from the experience. I will say that I learned a whole hell of a lot from my Groupon experience. But what I tried to do was to offer incentive to those people who kept coming back from my Groupon to like spread the word. And a lot of people aren't comfortable doing that because 
you know, that's just the way they're, they're not salespeople. They don't want to be, nor are they maybe in their, their own work lives. So it's just not a natural transition for them. Maybe part of the word of mouth referral is giving your clients the words to use in order to help them guide other people to you and have not necessarily have a script, but just have a general, you know, you could say something like this, or you could say something like this. You're educating them on selling something that they already know is valuable and giving them the right words and the right opportunities to do that is, is also fostering, you know, your own knowledge, your own confidence. I mean, I can teach my client how to, um, you know, refer other people to me from a powerful place. So it's again, a win-win you're helping your clients kind of feel powerful about, you know, telling other people about you. And I think it's, one of the things I've heard about from some massage therapists in the, depending on the business that they were working in was that they were expected to kind of make a plea or some other form of invitation while the client was still on the table. And maybe that is a good time for some people. I just, you know, I, I figured they're all kind of <laughs> subject to influence if they had an incredible massage. I don't want to kind of burst that, that lovely feeling bubble by talking to them about money and coming back until they're kind of on their feet and paying. That was my thought about it. And I could see both sides. Now I could see where, you know, just tell me, you know, I hope to see you again is just a nice, simple way of inviting them to come back. I hope you enjoyed this session. Um, and you know, put it in such a way where it's not feeling like sales. It's just a natural way to keep a connection with them. I'd love to, you know, it was great working with you. I'd love to see you come back, have you back on my table, that kind of thing. So I think word of mouth referral is for a lot of people, they think it takes too long. Um, and that may be the case, uh, depending on where you live and your own, natural ability to talk about your business. Um, if you consider yourself an introvert or not that good at selling, then those are beliefs that you might want to question. And if you're wanting to become a, a better salesperson, and I'm assuming because you listen to this podcast that you do, then the, there are stories about your introversion, your lack of communication skills that have to be challenged. And trust me, I know, because part of the aspect of marketing, uh, organic marketing is going out and meeting new people, telling them, telling them in my case that I was a coach or telling them I'm a massage therapist and in, in offering to help. That's ba basically a very simple three-step way to just do that. And I had a lot of resistance to doing that because I just felt so awkward. I felt like, um, I didn't have the words. I didn't know what to say. And I just felt like if I just pushed into the conversation or I said, well, I'm a coach or I'm a massage therapist, it would shut people off. People would get mad at me for saying something along those lines. They would just rudely reject me. They'd walk away, which are all possibilities, but they don't, those, those people's actions are not a reflection of who you are or what you offer. 
Because like I said, we're, we're offering people alternative views to what they're experiencing right now. We're offering them the possibility of feeling better in their bodies and in their minds. So if you believe so strongly in like, you know, that is a, a very strong belief in and of itself. It makes me feel confidence, confident to have that clarity. I know what I do is important. I know what I do helps people. I believe that absolutely 100% of the time. Then those forays out into the world where you're, you know, meeting people, networking, walking in the park. I've met several clients walking their dogs because I don't have a dog at present and I just love on dogs and start a conversation. And then all of a sudden they're, well, what do you do? And I would tell them. And so it was just a very natural conversation. It's not all about packing in an elevator pitch or, um, um, something, you know, like a salesy thing to them in the conversation, it could come up very naturally. You just have to let it unravel that way. So those are my thoughts on word of mouth referral and how to make the most of that opportunity. Um, I'm sure there's more about that, that other people could share their perspectives and I would love to hear them. Um, I've just have been noticing my own thoughts and beliefs about selling and that word of, that's how I had a lot of my massage clients from word of mouth referral. I mean, I worked on like entire families because of one client. I could trace back 15 different people from one client. So it is very well worth your time. I loved all those people, loved working with them and liked the relationship I had with them both on the table and off. So Never, you don't discount it because you don't, it might take too long or it's, you just don't know enough people. You never know what one person, one referral to one person through one person can change for you. So that's what I have to offer for today. If you have any comments or questions, I would love to hear it. Also an announcement. I will be on a zoom webinar with my friend, Jody Rogers, who sells doTERRA oils, essential oils. And I'll be talking about understanding your emotional states and how to not avoid your feelings, <laughs> which is always a popular thing for a lot of people to do. And it will be on Zoom on Thursday, March 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern. I think it's an hour long uh, meeting, but we talk about, I'm going to be talking about why we, why we want to avoid our emotions, how to have a better relationship with them. Jody talks about the intersection of essential oils and that part of our emotional health. I think it's going to be a great conversation. Um, I've had several wonderful conversation, conversations with Jody already about this that we haven't recorded. So join me on a zoom call. I will include the link in the show notes for March 17th, uh, 2022 at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you next time.